0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new, very special edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams.
1: I'm Chip Hazard.
0: I'm Roger Sierra. And ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the 2022 Movement Radio NFL Honors. Uh, this is where we say who we think is going to win and really who should Wait, are win. we
2: to talk about the amazing Pro Bowl that happened? I mean... If you want to, I
0: guess. Uh,
2: um, it was a very defensive game. Tons of turnovers. Okay.
0: Um,
1: why are why, why you capping right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think I, th-
0: I think the I think there's a bigger story bro, about the, the aftermath of the Pro Bowl as opposed to the actual Pro Bowl itself.
1: I was going to say the only interesting thing that happened at the Pro Bowl was Alvin Kamara being arrested in the locker room right uh, after the game.
0: After no. dumping a dude in the club. Now,
2: he duffed a dude in the club. No, I wasn't talking about that being the most interesting part. The most interesting part is that Colin Murray got taken out after three throws because he threw two interceptions.
0: I mean, yeah. Oh, and he, he, unf- and, and, and he unfriended the uh, Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I mean,
2: he, he ain't removed going all.
0: Hey, I'm just saying, he removed all. Cardinals like pictures, anything that have that has the Cardinals logo. He unfollowed them on Twitter. Is did he? Yeah, yes. They talked about they talked about it today on Undisputed. Oh,
2: yep. That's how interested I was.
0: Yeah, I he, guess so. He
1: removed <laughs> all uh, anything related to the uh, the Cardinals, and speculation is that they're uh, going to trade him away this year in the off season.
0: I wonder where though. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a couple of,
2: court- uh, variables contract. that's cool. sorry. Yeah. I mean, I tell okay, but I mean, he can go where he wants to go. Hope he goes to the jets. I mean, we'll
0: see what happens.
2: Best wishes to him, but I mean, yeah. eh.
0: <laughs> so, so before we get to the NFL honors, um, we didn't get a chance to cover it last week. Um, but I wanted to get you your your guys' opinion on the Mike Flores uh lawsuit uh with the NFL. How are you guys feeling about that one? Well first question
1: is who first question is who's Mike Flores?
0: I'm sorry, Brian Flores. I was <laughs> reading the thing at the same time I said Mike, why is it Mike Flores? Brian Flores, I apologize. <laughs> I was about to actually ask who Mike Flores is. Is he another head coach we don't know about? Oh um, I guess not.
1: I I'm not surprised. Uh we've we've said it numerous times the the minority head coaching carousel, uh, there's very few of them, and they seem to be the the first to lose their job when anything goes away.
2: But the thing with Flores is, what went away Because it's not like he had to lose a season this year.
1: No, he just no, stayed a season off terrible.
2: Yeah, and then he got better, and he also took him to the playoffs the year before mm-hmm. so i mean
0: he has a winning record right well there's a lot of stuff to unpack there the fact that stephen ross the the allegation that stephen ross was going to pay mike damn it why do i keep saying mike flores <laughs> who is brian Michael- flores i have <laughs> no fucking idea i looked it up he is an american football player so that's probably where i've seen it from Brian Flores was offered one hundred thousand dollars every time he lost a game because they were tanking that season to get better draft picks. They were tanking for Tua and yeah, tanking Tua. Yeah, see up happened there. All right, but he'll, here's the thing: Flores didn't want Tua. He wanted Justin Herbert and Chris Greer and Stephen Ross said, "Nope, we're going with Tua." It's two to it one. They should have gone big, big uh, money burrows instead. Yeah, I don't think Burroughs – Yeah, Burrows. Yeah, Burles was in that draft with Tua. That's right. Yeah, because um, Justin Herbert were the front runners for rookie of the year. Yeah, they were. Um, and and, and another thing that just it, it that boggles my mind. It was see. Here is what I think happened because you see, when 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 Flores got fired, which again, I fucking hate the fact that he got fired. Honestly, me personally, um. He then, you know, he was the lead, from all intents and purposes, he was the lead candidate for a lot of jobs that were out there. You know, he was the front runner for a lot of jobs. And next thing you know, Nathaniel Hackett gets a job in Denver. Okay, well, he can't get that job. Let's see, what else is going on? Uh, Chicago hired, uh, damn, who did Chicago get? Uh, help me out here, guys. Who did Chicago pick up? I'm trying to remember. Uh crap,
2: I
1: forgot. The, the Bears, they
0: got... yes,
2: um, um, the defensive coordinator, dude, right?
1: Oh man, man I got a <laughs> list of it right here. I'm looking at it.
2: I would say we should know this because we was talking about it.
1: Yeah. Oh, they got uh, Matt Eberflue, the defensive coordinator for the Colts. That's right. The okay. Colts. So, they, so they got I DC. I just couldn't remember which
0: team. Yeah. So they got Eberflu. Um. So and then. Damn, Bill Belichick, uh, messaged Brian Flores. Hold on, can we
2: talk about how Bill Belichick was the only homie out there?
0: I mean, he was
1: because look, man, he now he did text the wrong Brian. He has he did
0: text the wrong Brian. So he claims in his phone. So he claims. But, But that's the thing. But 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 Brian Flores did share the text messages that said. You know, with with uh, Bill Belichick saying, "Hey, congratulations," and he goes, "You know something, I don't know." He's like, "Yeah, you got the job with uh, New York. Congratulations." I haven't been in for my interview yet. Oh shit! <laughs> you know, like you dry snitched on on the new on the New York Giants because they ended up hiring um, uh, Brian, Brian Gable, Gable uh, Brian uh, Dable. Yeah, so that's when it was like. Oh, so you already hired this motherfucker and you were still expecting me to come in and, you know, do the interview? But, but like, I,
1: I do got to give uh, Brian Flores kudos because he still went and done the interview yeah. knowing yeah. that, that the, the job had been given to somebody else. He still went in and did the interview.
0: So, yeah, you know, and then the lawsuit then came afterwards. Um, right. And uh, what was, and
1: he was still the front runner for the saints and the Texans head coaching positions. Uh, and, and since then the saints have, uh, promoted their defensive coordinator, Dennis Allen, uh, to head coach to, to head coach. And the Texans have promoted their defensive coordinator, uh, Lovey Smith two head coach.
0: Yeah. Uh, and the and the Miami had had high cuz it was it was down between Kellen Moore of uh, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys or offensive coordinator for the uh, San Francisco 49ers uh Mike McDaniel which don't you find it funny and I'm going to ask this and there's I have no it's just a question. Don't you find it funny that once these uh once uh Flores filed the lawsuit and everything. The Texans and the Dolphins immediately hired minority candidates to be head coaching position, to the head coaching position.
1: Um, with the Texans, no. Not really, uh, yeah. I, I don't think so. Their last three head coaches have been minority. Uh, Romeo Cornell, David Culley, and now Lovey Smith. Uh, the Texans have a majority minority coaching staff all around right um so now yeah. uh flores's lawyer did come out and say that he feels like the less qualified candidate got hired in houston and i'm not i i like flores and i i'm on board i was on board with him coming over to to be the coach for the texans but Levy smith has been to three different super Bowls. Two with the Bears and one with the uh Bucks. Uh, and he has one as a defensive coordinator uh before. So I- I'm not sure he's the less qualified of the two.
0: Right. I think when he I think what he means by less qualified is that it wasn't an, an Eric Bienemy, or it wasn't Brian Flores, or it wasn't you know, a Leslie Frazier or it wasn't a, a Vance Joseph or somebody like that. It was someone from the old guard. It wasn't these new offensive gurus that are, you know, coming into the fray today like a Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or somebody like that.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, Lovey Smith was on the coaching roster already. So, I mean, it's not – I don't think he was still not like a lesser candidate or anything. I mean, he was already there. He's been the head coach before. And like Chip said, he's been
0: to Super Bowls. But let me ask this question. Had the lawsuit, but if the lawsuit had not been filed, would Lovey Smith be promoted to the head coaching position? Or would or would they do what was all the reports have been said that they were going to bring in Josh McCown, who was coaching, who's who's an assistant coach at a, on a high school football team, to come in and run uh come in and run that organization as the head coach? Oh, I mean,
1: I mean, it's
0: speculation, so I'm not going yeah, too we're, far we're down playing, the rabbit hole, but you know, a
1: huge game of what if there, Okay, um, I, I think Lovey Smith was always in the, the talks and it just wasn't reported because he was an inside candidate, not an outside candidate. Right. Uh, and I could be wrong there. Maybe, maybe the Homer, uh, in me is coming out and saying, Hey, you know. I like this pick because I do. I do like Lovey Smith as head coach. Uh, I do like the fact that they're, uh, they promoted Pep Hamilton to offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, I, I, I like all the moves that we've made so far. Uh, w- would I have liked Brian Flores? Yes. D- d- I mean, because I think Brian Flores is a good coach. Uh, I also think that um, Brian Flores filing the lawsuit did hurt him in his quest to become a head coach for another team because if we just take a step back and look at the Deshaun Watson deal, look at now what's going on with Alvin Kamara, these teams don't want that negative PR.
0: Yeah. You know, right. Um, so and there's still one more coaching vacancy available, and it's the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Highly, highly doubt that Jim Harbor is going to leave Michigan to come back to the NFL, although he did have success in the NFL, went to a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers, the team led that was led by Colin Kaepernick. So, yeah, he does have experience playing in the NFL. You know, but he's but he did a damn good job with Michigan. I don't know why he would want to leave Michigan. Because um, he finally beat Ohio State. Well, that's true, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, you finally beat Ohio State. I mean, you you could I mean hell if he could have beat Georgia, that would have been you know good too. But who do y'all? I mean, who who would be a good fit for Minnesota? Honestly, out of everybody that's left out there, who would be a good fit for Minnesota?
2: No one. They're gonna have to. Probably find somebody new.
0: Yeah. So if so so if the so if they said, you know, we want Eric B enemy or we wanted, you know. You but we know, know
1: Eric B's not
0: willing to leave Kansas
1: City. Yeah, we already know that. Like he's he's probably the most qualified candidate for any head coaching position, uh, just due to his track record of what he's done there as the uh the coordinator for the, the Chiefs. Right. Uh, but we all know that that he's kind of without having the title, he's the head coach in waiting at Kansas City. Right. Um,
0: I think yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying that I've heard, I've heard some people say, you know, he's he is going to be um the successor, and if I'm not mistaken, like Andy Reid is going to be the one who picks his successor. You know, like kind of like the way uh, Tony Dungy picked his successor in Indianapolis. You know, uh, when he retired. Um, so I think that would be a pretty, you know, I think that'd be a pretty good thing. You know, to for to have to have him kind of, so, and so that way it's like, you know, I'm picking my successor. This is going to be the head coach. You know, and and it's not like it's like okay, we, well this team don't have to you know interview any candidates or anything because we already have the head coach in place. You know. Um, but then that's when you get like, well, you still have to interview, you know, people because, you know, it's it's hiring practice every year. You have to hire a certain number, blah, 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 especially when there's a coaching change. Um, but I don't know. That being said, though, so and, and now so and so now there's looking over here now we have we went from uh, three minority head coaches to now five minority head coaches in the league. So we'll undetermined that number because we still don't know who the Vikings head coach is going to be yet. So now we have, yeah, five, yeah. Five minority head coaches.
1: Right. Uh, Which which I I think is a step in the right direction. Yes. Also, uh, as we were talking off air and in the chat, uh, Man, we need some more minority owners.
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, wasn't there talk like a couple of years ago about Jay Z trying to buy the Carolina Panthers? Uh-huh.
1: Okay, we need any minority head coach or a, a minority owner that's not named Jay Z. Okay, we <laughs> need a minority
2: head coach that actually knows what they're doing with sports teams instead of just being a promoter. Because what he did was an S. He promoted them, with them to doing Brooklyn, and then gave up his shares.
1: Yeah. So oh, that's true. Uh, but while while we're b- before we get into our NFL honors, and while we're on the the head coach hiring, uh, Roger, this is directed uh at you. How do you feel Why? about? Well, because it's for the Broncos. Okay. How do you feel about them hiring Nathaniel Hackett? Like, what is your take on Nathaniel Hackett as head coach for the Denver Broncos?
2: Uh, same, I feel like, for anybody. Uh, like, Fangio didn't do bad. We just... The front office... John Elway and the front office are really against letting their coach make decisions. Um, ho- Hopefully, Patton is better th- with uh letting their coach make decisions. And, obviously, this is an attempt to get Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to come to Denver. Which, I mean, I'd be okay with because we would obviously start winning more and more. But we're also really bad at drafting. So I mean, it's an okay decision. I just, I I don't want to be like, yeah, 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 this is great. This is great. And then two years from now, we have a new head coach
1: again. Right. Right. Next year. (laughs) Right. Uh, so now, Nathaniel Hackett is a first time head coach. He's never been a head coach anywhere. Um, he has been a coordinator. Let me see. I've got it right here. Um, so his, his previous uh, background, he was the offensive coordinator for the Packers for the last three years. Uh, he was also the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars from 2016 to 2018. He, uh, before that, he was the quarterback coach for the Jaguars. Uh, And before that, he was the offensive coordinator for the Bills uh, from 2013 to 2014. He was the offensive quality control coach for the Bills from 2008 to 2009. I don't even know what that means. And uh, before that, his first job in the NFL was as the offensive quality control coach uh, for the Buccaneers from 06 to 07. Um. So, uh, you know, with him being a uh, first-time head coach, we we don't know where he's going to be. I mean, he could be kind of middle of the ground or, or middle of the road there. Um, you know, because as we know, some people are more suited to be coordinators and less suited to be head coaches. Uh, so right. that's, that's going to be a wait and see situation. I think. Uh, now, Talon to you.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: what are, what is your take on the dolphins hiring Mike McDaniel? Uh, now, before you give me that, I will tell you that Mike McDaniel was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers uh, just This year, the 2021 season, Uh, he was the run game coordinator from 2017 to 2020. Um, Before that, he was the offensive assistant for the Falcons from 2015 to 2016. Uh, Before that, he was the wide receivers coach for the Browns. And before that, he was the wide receiver coach for Washington. Um, So again, another first year head coach, never been a head coach before. Where are you going? How do you feel?
0: All right. So, me personally, and I've reiterated this time and time again. They never should have fired Brian Flores. I okay. feel like he got he got a raw deal out of it.
1: We we understand that.
0: Uh, that being said,
1: you know, and I I completely agree. But
0: but we're what? Talking okay, about
1: Mike McDaniel, not All Brian right. Flores. Right.
0: Now. I I understand, but I'm just I'm just throwing that caveat out there. To which I was like, you know, who is this Mike McDaniel? He only had one year as offensive coordinator. But then I started, you know, finding out some stuff about him. He actually was hired back in 2005 by the Denver Broncos as an intern under head coach Mike Shanahan. Uh, And then in 2006, he was hired by the Houston Texans as an offensive assistant under Gary Kubiak. You know, and then he went and he did something for the uh, the Sacramento Mountain Lions, who are a uh, United Football League team in uh, California, um, back in two thousand nine. And of course, like what you said, he was he was with the uh, the Washington Football Team as an as an offensive assistant, reuniting him with Mike Shanahan. Uh, promoted to the wide receivers uh, coach and stuff like that. He worked with, you know, Mike patine. He worked with Dan Quinn um, and being the run coordinator under Kyle Shanahan. So his, his uh coaching tree is from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. And, you know, obviously Kyle Shanahan, his son is now the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, But you also got to remember that, you know, uh, Mike Shanahan served under Dan Reeves, who was Denver Broncos' head coach uh, and the Atlanta Falcons' head coach. Um, And then you look at some of the assistants that was under Mike Shanahan, Art Shell, Gary Kubiak, Anthony Lynn, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur. So it's, you know, these young offensive gurus, you know what I mean, who... Learned from Mike Shanahan. So, and you saw that you see the success that Sean McVay has had with the Rams. You see the success Kyle Shanahan had with the 49ers, Matt LaFleur with the Packers. Um, So, I'm optimistic about Mike McDaniel. I'm not going to go completely over the top and say, Yay, you know, we're going to win the division because let's be completely honest. And I have to be a realist in this situation. You're in a division. With I mean, you might be able to beat the Jets. Might. You know what I mean? Um, and they stand they got a good head coach too, and Robert Saleh. Um, but then you got, you know, you got still got to contend with Buffalo and Josh Allen. You still gotta contend with uh New England with Mac Jones, who Mac Jones did come into his own as a rookie this season. So he did come into his own. He is probably gonna be the one who takes this team to the next level. But I don't want to go too overboard with yay. But I don't want to be so underwhelmed like I don't give a shit. Because the one thing I don't want is to get another, you know, 3 and 14 season. I know 3 and 14 is just 17 games now. I don't want to go back to being at the bottom of the at the bottom of the barrel anymore. Like I don't want to be stuck in a, you know in the top 5 of the draft each year like we were for a couple of years, you know. Um but I'm optimistic and we will certainly see what happens. So there's my take on Mike McDaniel. That being said, Chip, I'll ask you the question. How do you feel about Lovey Smith as head coach of the Texans?
1: I mean, I thought I already answered that question uh pretty well, but you know, uh, I- I'm very optimistic. I think he's going to build a stellar defense because he is a defensive minded guy. Um, I like the fact that with hiring him, it promotes Pep Hamilton to, um, offensive coordinator, uh, which will give, you know, a, a fresh take, a fresh look hmm. at, uh, how the offense is going to be run. Um, I think a lot of what is going to um, come of this is who Lovey Smith hires uh, or goes after for his coaching staff. That's what is really going to You know, what can he build around himself? You know, is he also going to um, continue to try to run the defense as the head coach? Or is he going to hire a, you know, an actual defensive coordinator knowing that he is kind of a defensive guru? Um, I don't know. I, I just have to be very optimistic because... The last two seasons, uh, the Texans have been absolutely terrible. Um, and I think this could be, you know, one step in the right direction.
2: All right, let's get to yeah. our uh, honors then. Let's get <laughs> to our honors. Uh, right. Which one do you guys want to start with?
1: Uh, Well... Let's start with, um, I guess. Let's let's start with uh, comeback player of the year. Uh, let's save the big one for last, and I think the big one is MVP. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I can tell you that there there are only two candidates uh, in the NFL uh that are on the ballot for comeback player of the year and that's joe burrow and dak prescott uh now if you have somebody that you would like to add to this list feel free
2: um, i really can't think of anybody else off the top of my head and when i looked i didn't really think of anybody that just stood out in that position either yeah Uh Obviously, those two stand out more because obviously Joe Burrow going to Super Bowl after that injury and Dak Prescott coming back after having probably the best season he was on a half period and might have been MVP to get hurt, obviously, and now come back and still doing well with his team, but you know, Mike McCarthy and all. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, from NFL.com, uh, it said they talked to uh, Judy Batistia who she picked Joe Burrow as comeback player of the year and she writes Burrow's breakout season was made all the more remarkable by what preceded it a severe knee injury suffered in late last November Burrow returned bigger and stronger than ever before and with an old with his old mobility by mid-season allowing him to extend plays and take the Bengals to the Super Bowl um I think yeah I mean it's kind of hard not to go with Joe Burrow um, although Dak Prescott, I mean, he, I mean, his was was his an ACL? What what what, what was Dak Prescott's injury?
1: I thought I he broke it's his cool. ankle.
0: His ankle, yeah. His ankle, okay, yeah. Um, it was an Achilles, wasn't it? Or was it just a broken? It wasn't no, it was Achilles. It
2: was a it was a bone.
0: Okay, right, then, it then it wasn't then it wasn't the Achilles then. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick, yeah, I'd probably say Joe Burrow comeback player of the year. Yeah, uh,
2: I'm gonna say the same. Uh I mean he took him to the Super Bowl. Uh <laughs> Yeah.
0: Ain't no yeah. bigger comeback than that, right?
1: Uh yeah, I was I was leaning more towards uh Burrow as well. Uh, Dak Prescott did amazing things, but there's only so much you can do when uh your head coach won't allow you to I mean the, he wasn't really able to like kind of extend plays uh or anything like he was 2 years ago before he got injured.
0: Uh he, and I'm not, he I, go, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say also he 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 wouldn't allow uh the head coach wouldn't allow Dak Prescott to rely on a running game when you have two, you know, top 50 running backs on your team. So, I mean two top 20. I yeah. was being I was I was being conservative. I apologize. No, Tony
1: Tony Baller's really good. Yeah, and, and we all know, you know, when Zeke's on, he's on, right. right. Uh, but it's it's hard to be on when your your coach doesn't use you properly,
0: right? right. So and Mike yeah. McCarthy's never been known to use a good running game. Like he he's always been pass first and pass friendly. I mean, trash then, first. Well, there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh,
0: that's
1: a, that's a unanimous. Uh, Joe Burrow for. Uh, first of all, sir, there.
2: call him by his real name.
1: Well, Big Money Joe or Joe yes. Shiesty?
2: Big Money Burrows. I don't like Joe Shiesty because that just means he's he's doing, you know, things he ain't supposed to be doing and he's out here winning. That's what he's supposed to be doing.
0: I thought he was going by Joey B.
2: I don't know. I keep hearing That man call got him more Shiesty. nicknames than uh yeah. Shaquille O'Neal does.
0: Whew. Man. <laughs> that's a lot. Kobe. Can you wake up? I need That may got more <laughs>
2: that man got more alter egos than uh Glenn Jacobs.
0: That's hey, that's a lot of alter egos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. all right, all right. So the next award.
1: Um let's do another kind of easy one. Coach of the year.
0: Is this an all easy right. one? Yeah, yeah, but I was fixing we just had this conversation before you got on, Raj. I don't think this is an easy one. Because according to the NFL.com poll, um, fourteen votes were for Mike Vrabel, thirteen were for Zach Taylor, and two were for Matt Lafleur. It's between Mike Wait, Vrabel and Zach Thomas.
2: So Buffalo ain't getting no uh, nothing, and neither is Sean McVay.
0: This is only going by the twenty-nine people who voted on the NFL.com poll. That's all it is.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying they're not giving nothing to any to either one of those coaches either.
1: Like. No. No, no, uh, trash. Coach the year, <laughs> yeah, coach of the year candidates are Mike Vrabel, Zach Taylor, and Matt Lafleur.
0: Why Matt Lafleur? Uh, I'm guessing because he led the Packers to a 14 and three record as 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 a head coach.
2: I mean, the Packers make it to the playoffs is not surprising.
0: No, right. Um, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question: Was the Titans getting to the playoffs surprising? Without Derrick Henry for half the season, yes. <laughs> was Zach was the Bengals making the playoffs surprising? Yes, that's what really. makes Zach. Ta- that's what makes Zach Taylor. In my opinion, if I had to put my vote in, I'd say Zach Taylor's coach of the year because Tennessee had expectations, Green Bay had expectations, there were zero expectations for Cincinnati. No one thought. Everyone, everybody, like what we when we did our way too early predictions, we said the. We Two two of us said the Browns. One of us said the Ravens. One of us said the Steelers. None of us said the Bengals. And now the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. And, yeah, I mean, Mike Vrabel did it with more players because they had so many injuries and COVID lists and all that bullshit. But they were still the Titans. They were still a team that was – you knew they were going to beat out the Colts. You knew that. well, I don't know about the Colts because the Colts were actually playing pretty damn good at that point. But you knew that the Texans and the Jags weren't going to catch up to him, you know. Um, But you don't think Sunshine would have had that help out there? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Hell no. But, no, I mean, just based off of just expectations alone and and the fact that he's in the Super Bowl, he led the team to the Super Bowl, you kind of have to go with Zach Taylor in that situation. Okay. Now,
1: here's why I say it's Mike Variable. Okay, He filled in 99 different players without Derrick Henry, won the number one seed in the AFC. This is a regular season award, not a postseason award. Zach Taylor is coaching in the Super Bowl, and Mike Vrabel isn't. That's neither here nor there. Mike Vrabel did more with less. Uh, Zach Taylor had his team... Basically, the whole year, they only got better. Mike Vrabel had to pull people from the practice squad and use waivers to pull people from other teams to come over. And, I mean, hell, they had uh, Adrian Peterson come in after sitting on the couch for half a year. And, and when won- he
0: went right back to it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was to say. Okay, so I, I, I think it's Zach Taylor. You think it's Mike Vrabel. Roger, who do you think it is?
1: I mean, uh, I, I, I don't think that there's a, a wrong answer between those two. I'm just saying why I think it's Mike Vrabel.
0: Okay. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, rog?
2: I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little torn. Uh, I want to say the interim head coach for the Raiders, actually.
1: Uh, I mean, that's not a bad choice. Yeah. Because well, well, that man thing.
2: really got the crap in the stick,
0: and he didn't even get the head coach a job. No. Right. It went to damn but, uh Joel Josh McDaniels.
1: But he can't be – I mean, he can't be considered coach of the year because he didn't coach all year. There he, is that. I mean, what,
2: what, four games or something?
1: I mean, but he didn't coach the whole year.
2: But he still was the force that took him and made them better. they definitely played a lot better when he got there. When he started coaching me. Yeah. And took him to the playoffs, which nobody expected the Raiders to make the playoffs this year. Mm
1: -mm.
0: But but, but here's the thing, though. I think more people expected the Raiders to make the playoffs than the Bengals.
1: Not really. Not in the division they're in. Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. Uh, And uh, again, I'll say that the reason that zero people... Picked the Bengals to win their division is because nobody knew how Burrow was going to play coming back from that knee injury. I mean, they literally said that this could have been a career-ending knee injury.
2: Okay. Big money said not around here, bro.
1: And that's exactly what he said. He, <laughs> he, said, I'm I'm he with- said, "Nah, bro, I'm gonna get this Super Bowl before I'm done." He came right. up with that. He
2: came out with that brutal mom. He's like, "Don't believe me, just watch."
1: Right. <laughs>
0: Uh, hey, you with the pop culture references. Look at you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm I'm a regular WWE announcer.
0: Right? Oh. Of <laughs> oh. All right. Don't calm, bully me. Calm, calm down, Morrow. Don't it's bully me. Don't <laughs> bully me. All right. All right. So we're all kind of, like I said, we, we probably won't be unanimous, maybe on a few of these things. I mean, um, here's the
2: thing. None of us have a wrong answer.
0: Right. Because all of us, I mean,.
2: Obviously, the Bengals, being who, how far they got, and how far they, how far they got, and how far they've gotten so far, after what happened last season, or especially after two years ago where they were just winning two games, then Joe Bros let them win like four games before he got hurt. Right now they're going, and you said it's regular season. I mean, the regular season they still won enough games to get to the postseason. Um, then, uh, like I said, the Raiders interim who got screwed took a team that nobody knew what was gonna happen with them because of what happened with Gruden and they made it to the playoffs. Uh Ray, uh April, you said, I mean obviously losing Derrick Henry halfway through the season. Uh having to fill so many positions and still be able to make the number one seed super impressive too. So I mean I mean like like I said, Matt LaFleur uh they're, they're the Packers. I mean you gotta beat the Lions twice, you gotta beat the Bears twice. And the vike twice, and you're already a positive. Um, you're pretty much five hundred. So I mean, congrats, <laughs> right? Um, and who was the other one you? Uh, they said
1: those up. Are... It, it was uh. Great uh,
0: like Zach Taylor LeFleur. and Matt Lafleur. Oh
2: yeah. See, like, uh, I mean, I think we we all have pretty solid ones and pretty good reasoning why and uh. No None of the, We're not going to be unanimous on this, obviously. Like you said, but I think we didn't pick any bad ones. Like picking like Matt Lafleur would definitely be a bad option. Like that's stupid. Right.
0: Right. And it's and it's mostly for shits and giggles because you know, I mean, these aren't our teams. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the next award.
1: Uh, let's go with <sighs> offensive player. Of the year,
2: offensive player of the year,
1: offensive Uh, player of the year. The candidates for offensive player of the year are Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor, Debo Samuel, and Tom Brady.
0: I mean, do we really need to discuss that one? Yes, I mean Cooper Cup for real. I mean, we probably do have to discuss it. I mean, Cooper. All right, let's do this one. Cooper Cup, out of the twenty nine people who voted, Cooper Cup got twenty five of the votes, and yeah, you know we also uh,
2: decided that the people who are voting
0: don't know how to vote. Wait, I mean, I mean, there's some pretty qualified people voting on voting in this. I mean, they picked I'm, Matt Lafleur. Say what now? They put Matt Lafleur
2: as head for coach of the year.
0: Actually, only two people put Matt Lafleur. Um. But, no, I mean, you got, you know, who's on this list? Let's see, David Carr, D'Angelo Hall, uh, Maurice Jones-Drew, Steve Mariucci, Willie McGinnis, uh, Joe Thomas. I don't know what they're talking about.
1: (laughs) Not a single one. I'm going to say offensive player of the year was Debo Samuel. Okay. And here's why. Debo Samuel played quarterback running back, and wide receiver.
0: So he's a triple threat? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: and, and and I'll explain later why I'm not calling Cooper Cup Offensive Player of the Year.
0: Okay.
2: Raj? I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Okay. We're seeing his man praise this majority of the season. His stats alone put in the work for him.
0: Right, um, D'Angelo Hall, um, one of the voters, one who voted for Cooper Cup in this particular uh, award, he said Cup has the ability to always find a way to get open when everyone knows he's getting the ball, even when he's double or even triple teamed. His craftiness allows him to find the weakness in the defense and take advantage, which is a big reason why he racked up a league high nineteen hundred and forty seven receiving yards. When you when you when you build a wide receiver no matter what the size dimensions you want them to play the game the way Cooper cup plays the game yeah he,
1: he's not wrong
0: he ain't he but is I'll, not wrong at all
1: he's not wrong at all but I'll explain later why I think it was uh not Cooper cup as offensive yeah. player of the year.
0: Yeah, and, right. and and gives and give some love to Jonathan Stewart also. I mean, not Jonathan. I'm sorry, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I, was, my, I, I thought John, I thought running back Jonathan Stewart. You know, because he was a beast back in the day too. Uh, no, Jonathan Taylor. My God, man, he ran like all over people this this season. He, um, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I will not. No, I know you I, know you. I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna bring up the whole Derrick Henry thing. Here's the thing. How many games did he play? How many games did Jonathan Taylor play?
2: He played, he, yeah, he played 17 games. How many yards did he have? 1,811.
0: With he had 18, less 000.
2: yards with more games than Derrick Henry had last year.
0: We're talking about this year, Bubba. It don't matter. It, had, it, it do matter. We're talking about right he now. More, he had more opportunities. This ain't a lifetime achievement award. This is for this year.
2: And he still made less than a guy who, did, who played <laughs> less games last year. Like, what's the point? Like, that's like literally giving it to Joe Mixon at this point right now. Oh, he he, he got out there. He he got so many yards, more yards. Like, they played more games. You're you going to play more games and still get less yardage. Why are you so emotional? Because, like-, <laughs> like, the disrespect Derrick Henry's gotten the last couple of years, and then everybody's over here singing a praise to Jonathan Taylor. Oh, look how many yards he got. He didn't get no fucking 2,000 yards.
0: Okay, chill. Damn. I'm just saying. let that Let's off the, off Whoa, a man off the offensive of the year. Shit. Get this man off the offensive player of the year. No, Cooper Cup's offensive player of the year. I'm just saying.
1: So so Derrick Henry having missed more than half of the season is still in ninth place in total rushing yards for the season. Now just think had he had the whole season to do that.
0: Oh yeah, he I mean he would have broke records, yeah.
2: The league is lucky that Derrick Henry got hurt because they have literally no excuse of why he wouldn't have won MVP.
1: Right. All right, so you both are going Cooper Cup. I'm gonna, I'm saying Debo Samuel. Okay. All right. Uh, defensive player of the year.
0: J.J. Watt.
1: J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt? not even a candidate. The candidates for defensive player of the year are Micah Parsons, Nick Boza, Aaron Donald, and T.J. Watt.
2: Uh I wanna put a name on that list and that's Robert
1: Quinn. Not a bad not not bad at all. Bad choice. Especially having to play
2: for the Bears. Oh (laughs) Oh, my god.
1: Right. But then again, the
2: Bears defense is still obviously their strong suit, but I mean you still gotta play for the Bears.
1: Damn. Damn!
0: My bad. I had to fix my boom arm. <laughs> damn, fix it or break it, damn! <laughs> oh. he I thought like, this man got up
2: and started swinging or something. <laughs> I
1: was like, "Damn, he doesn't. He doesn't." He's like, "Man, I'm tired of them motherfuckers." <laughs> yeah. He slapped his boom arm over.
2: Yeah, man, fuck them. Fuck the bears. Fuck Robert Quinn.
0: Fuck the bears. <laughs> fuck the bears. Fuck Jay Cutler. Fuck the Jets. All right, here we go. Um. Nah, did Jay Cutler I, uh, play for the Jets? Yes, he did. The, wait, did Jay Cutler play for the Jets? I don't know. So, I don't think so. he did, maybe? No, he played for the Broncos, he played for the Bears, and then he played for us. Dick. Did he, I thought he played for another team, though. No, 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 he only played for three teams. Uh...
1: Let's see. Yeah. the. Broncos, I mean, you can look it up, but. <laughs> I, yeah, he played for the Broncos from 06 to 08, the Bears from 09 to 16, and then the Dolphins for 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Which, when he played for the Dolphins, it was one of the better seasons they had. And, oh, apparently he
2: starts, he's claiming that he has CTE. All right. But Man. then he started a podcast.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, he lives out in Franklin, Tennessee. Really? Yeah, he yeah. went to Vanderbilt. I mean, I know he went to Vanderbilt, but, I mean, I didn't expect him to live into, he's from Indiana. He's from Santa Claus, Indiana. Wow. Santa That's a place.
1: Claus, Indiana. That's a all place. right.
2: I think that's the place where they have that big giant uh... water
0: park. What? Yeah, it's a big ass <laughs> giant water park in San in uh, in uh, Santa Claus, Indiana.
2: Is known for the giant Santa Claus statue.
0: Well, that one too, but there's also <laughs> a uh, there's also a big ass uh,
2: yeah they have water a, park that's they there too. Spl- the Splash of Safari.
0: Yeah, that thing.
2: But that was, <laughs> Santa Claus, <laughs> Indiana, known for their water park. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, i don't think that's what they're mostly known for but yeah i mean no they have i do want to go to that water park though dude the water park is freaking massive dude i mean that's my thing like i like going to amusement parks and just see, like water water parks especially those are my thing
1: wow. right santa claus indiana is right outside of buffaloville indiana
0: buffaloville huh yes Buffaloville.
2: Is there a reindeer ton
0: next to it too? Uh
1: not according to the map.
0: Is there an Elfberg?
1: No. No, there's there's Santa Claus, Indiana. There's Buffaloville, Indiana. Uh then what else was that? Lincoln City. Terre Haute Or Terre Haute I can't remember how to pronounce that. Yeah. Gentryville. <laughs> Gentryville. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, All right, let's so let's move on. I mean, uh, who, so who do we have
0: for uh
1: defensive player of the year? TJ White. TJ
0: White. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he tied Michael Strahan's NFL single season record of sacks with 22 and a half. And he actually missed two games. Like, you get 22 and a half sacks, you miss two games. No defender was as disruptive than than TJ was this
2: year. Uh, yeah, I want to go with with TJ on this one. Um,
1: I mean, he should have won Defensive Player of the Year last year, but. Uh, right. Man, now Aaron, you got
2: to give that to Aaron Donald, man. Come
1: on. Aaron Donald did last year.
2: Oh, also, the other guy that I'll say about adding to the
0: list, uh, Trayvon Diggs. I think Trayvon. I mean, yeah, he had eleven interceptions, and he was probably—is uh, he a—is he a corner or is he a safety? He's a corner. Yeah, I definitely. Th- I mean, I, I, I mean, I consider him probably. But
2: I mean, one A, one
0: B. He had best best corners go.
2: He had fifty-two. Who was the best corner? I mean, who you
0: thinking? No, I mean it's a it's a toss-up between him and, and who, Jair Alexander. In, in in order of like the best like corners. It's Diggs at one, Alexander at two, X at three, uh X is in Xavier Woods. No, X is an Xavier <laughs> Howard. <laughs> Xavier Woods is a safety anyways. Yeah, Xavier Woods is a safety. <laughs> not that Xavier Woods. Not King Xavier Woods, but Xavier Woods. Uh that's the running he's gag. On, on the he's, show. On my, he's
2: on my he's known by X for another reason.
0: Right. Um but, oh, my God, I just caught that. <laughs> yeah, because the X won't give it to you, right? Nah. <laughs> Bruh. Uh.
1: All
0: right, let's turn the page. But, um, uh, I mean, we no. Need th- to- I
2: was going to say, Trayvon Sticks <laughs> had a pretty impressive, for for its quarterback, I mean, 52 total tackles, 21 pass deflections, 11 reception, uh, eleven interceptions, uh, 2 defensive for the touchdowns, 142 yards return, well, interception yards, I guess, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I did. Everybody pretty much in the defensive back position, but yeah, TJ Watt, overall, because his ability to get to the quarterback, his especially disrupted the uh, ball lanes, everything, just understanding and reading offenses overall.
0: Right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: So yeah. Right. TJ. Uh, Next up, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And your candidates are Jamar Chase
0: or Jalen Waddle. Jamar Chase. Like, that should have been unanimous across the board. Mac Jones. Okay.
2: And took the Patriots to the playoffs. Mm. With a bunch of
0: no-name receivers. It's got a pattern here, but is that more Mac Jones or is that more Bill Belichick's system?
2: Uh, that Bill Belichick system didn't work with a few other quarterbacks that weren't named Tom Brady.
1: That's it true, didn't, it didn't work with um Cam Newton, Cam Newton it didn't work with Brian uh, Hoyer, <laughs> Brian Hoyer. It didn't work then again. With Jimmy what G. offense G. does work with Brian Hoyer? <laughs> The Texans' offense worked. Yeah, he did for like good oh, for teams. like for,
0: for like what three four games before yeah. he got injured. Then he had y'all had to go to Brandon Weeden.
1: Bro, Brian Hoyer was quarterback for the the Texans for several years.
0: I'm, I'm fucking with you, bro.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like that's when when you look. I mean, Brian Hoyer is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Uh, but he was with the texans uh i say a few years uh what team did he win to super bowl with i can't remember
0: patriots wasn't it
1: yeah he won with the patriots uh, uh i sorry? guess <laughs> brian brian hoyer was only with the texans for a year i uh no it was matt schaub i was thinking of yeah never mind oh yeah that man was yeah. definitely there for yeah. years yeah <laughs> yeah uh, Matt
0: Schaub was Matt Schaub was good. If they put it, I'm telling you now, if they would have put a better defense around Matt Schaub, uh, Matt Schaub and a better O line, I I'm think. Saying, he, I think he just needed a better offensive line. His defense was not, all right, but, but
1: yeah, Brian, not the second. not. With the, the front, the front
0: I mean. seven, maybe, but you know. And plus uh, he had, and plus he had Andre Johnson. He had, uh, Arian Foster, uh, Arian Foster, uh, uh, Jabbar Gaffney.
2: Uh, oh, God, who am I? Who's the other receiver I'm thinking of?
0: Uh, see, there was Andre Johnson, Jabar Gaffney, uh, Dunta Robinson. No, no, he was the corner. I'm sorry. Um, God, Shoot you hadn't it. said nothing. I probably wouldn't able to think of it.
2: I can't say it because I'm thinking of it. I can literally see who he is, but I just can't think of who he is. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean... Yeah, the Texas defensive backs were their weak point on the defense, but I mean their front seven got the quarterbacks a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. Let's see, there was Andre John. What? See what year? Okay, that was two thousand. I'm, I'm looking something up real quick because it's gonna bug the fuck out of me if I don't. Well, while you looked that up, uh... all right, here we go. <laughs> he had Andre Johnson. He had uh, Andre Davis, David Anderson, Jacoby Jones, and Kevin Walter, and his tight ends were Mark Bruner, Owen Daniels, Jeb Polzer, and Joe Dreesen.
1: Owen Daniels is on uh, part to become probably one of the greatest tight ends ever before he got hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the running back y'all had y'all had two. F- whoa okay right y'all y'all's running backs that season Chip were ron dane and darius walker Mm -hmm. y'all had two fullbacks on the team Mm
1: -hmm.
0: run that eye formation all day bruh yeah
1: yeah i guess so (laughs) That that gary that was that gary kubiak style i was like he ran eye
2: formation and the pistol formation style
0: Yep. yep That was tw- that was a uh, two thousand seven. Or, or is it offset? Was his first I, year?
2: Or is that- it offset? Either way, yeah, it had no the one with the, the fullback in eye Yeah. Gary Kubiak is a good offensive coordinator, right? Because he uh, knows how to use the running game, unlike Mike McCarthy. But <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> uh, but I, so, my I, okay, I know it's weird, but my pick is okay. I, I want to see Jamar Chase, but Mac Jones, man, he. Who would have expected it this year? Uh,
1: after the year they had last year, oh, excuse me. Um, after the year they had last year with Cam Newton and then Cam being named starter at the beginning of the season, you know, re-signing the deal, everybody thought, oh, well, here's, you know, another one. And then Matt Jones beat him out. Like nobody's seen that coming.
2: Yeah. Right. I- And, I mean, he finished 13th overall for all quarterbacks, uh, had 3,800 yards, I mean, and 22 touchdowns. Obviously, he had 13 interceptions, but, I mean, for his first year, it
0: ain't bad.
1: No, not too bad. Uh,
0: Not too shabby, as they say.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase, though, because I think he was probably the second-best receiver in the NFL I don't think the stats would say that
0: well um, I mean but even the I mean even the stats I mean he played all 17 games he had 81 receptions 1455 yards 13 touchdowns this is all in his rookie year you know so I mean I mean it he can only go up from here you know
1: yeah mm. I mean he he definitely No he can go down
0: well
2: that's true yeah he can he can have a Brenda cook year Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, ball that one year and the next year disappear,
1: <laughs> right?
2: But no, um, no. I, like I said, I can, I can definitely, I can. Like, it's not that hard of a like a discussion for me. Like, yeah, Jamar Chase, but like I said, Tom Brady was the Belichick system because we he proved it with other quarterbacks that it doesn't always work. It doesn't matter. It was Cam uh Yates, uh Hoyer, uh Mallet. I'm trying to remember everybody's in between Jimmy Brady, G. Jimmy G. Jimmy but Jimmy G did okay. Uh, Matt Castle. Uh, yeah, Castle. That's the one I was God. trying to think of.
1: Who, yeah. um man, who who's y'all's backup quarterback there in uh oh Jacoby Brissett. I'm, Jacoby Brissett, yeah. 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 That's quarterback on the Dolphins team right now. Hey.
2: Yeah, but like I that's right. when We that get way. Aaron
0: Rodgers; it's gonna be good. I'm just kidding. You get who?
1: <laughs>
0: that's a la- that's laughable. I understand that, but no, shit, bro.
1: That's we a hot all know. Pick and a half.
0: Nah, nah, <laughs> it, nah. This is a way early prediction. Off that's, season. <laughs> it's super early prediction. Nah, nah. Come on, we all know he's going to the Titans. Who? Why else would he buy all that land in Nashville? Because property's cheap. Retire. <laughs> 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 property,
2: probably Texas cheap in Tennessee
0: when you got money. Technically. Yeah, if you have money, it's cheap. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, the property tax is a lot cheaper in most states. Or you can go live in a state that has no taxes. What? Like a Florida or Texas or something. They have taxes. Well, they have taxes. No, we're talking about like like, like state tax. There's no state tax. You still got to pay any land tax. I mean, yeah, (laughs) land tax. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about state tax. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's move on. (laughs) All right, so... So you uh, say Mac Jones, me and Chip both say Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I and I hey I, I'm I'm Mac Jones being uh offensive player or yeah, offensive player of the year or um, rookie, of sorry, year. Well, rookie, rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of year of the year. It's not a hill I'm prepared to die on because that, that young man <laughs> did really well.
0: He did. Uh he did.
1: So now defensive rookie of the year.
0: Micah Parsons. Mika Parsons. Mika? Is it I thought is it Mika or is it Micah? Micah Micah it's Micah Parsons, all right. Micah Parsons, yes. yes. <laughs> I uh, thought you
2: was playing for a second. <laughs> I don't even
0: I know can't whether talk this evening <laughs> so, I
2: don't know whether good defensive rookie
1: or what. That's the thing. Micah Parsons was unanimously selected by NFL.com as defensive rookie of the year. He's the only player to be unanimously selected this year. Yeah,
2: because, I mean, Patrick Sertang would have probably been the other closest, and he didn't do that good either. No.
1: Uh, now, <clears throat> Michael Parsons might be the uh, best linebacker since Lawrence Taylor entered the league in 1981. That did, that's a hot take, but here's why I'm going to tell you that. He's the only first-year pro to top 80 tackles and 10 sacks in the last 20 Five
2: years yep I don't know I, I can't I can't do that one says Lawrence Taylor who can't do
0: that one yeah his um his uh the best game that he had um this season was in a loss unfortunately to the Denver Broncos but he had 10 total tackles eight of them were solo and he had two and a half sacks in that game um he uh, he ended the season with seventy nine total tackles, fifty nine of them were solo tackles, thirteen sacks, three defended passes, and three forced fumbles. I mean, what other? I, don't, I can't even think of any other defensive rookie that came out. Like, I mean, aside from maybe Patrick Sertan Jr., maybe CJ Horn, you know, but. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Micah Parsons is definitely defensive rookie of the year. I think. Yeah, like what well, I think that's pretty much unanimous at this point.
2: Yeah, I like I said, All I really right. can't think
0: of any other no rookie defensive players All that right. did anything this year. But yeah, well, hang, well, yeah, just 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 for shits and giggles, let me do something real quick because I'm feel looking like it's the like...
2: I'm looking up the defensive players that were drafted. Uh, J.C. Horn, he was doing okay at the beginning of the season. Patrick Sertain, Michael Parson, uh, Jalen Phillips, Jamin Davis. I don't even know if he played much for uh, Washington. Uh, Caleb Farley. um, Zayn Collins. But Peyton Turner, Jalen Phillips, Gregory Rousseau. Did he actually do anything with Buffalo this year?
0: Gregory Rizzo. Uh matter of fact, let me look real quick. Um But like, yeah, I mean This year he had fifty total tackles, four sacks, an interception, a forced fumble, and two pass defended. Okay, he did he he he, he did a good job. That ain't bad for a rookie, you know. No,
2: like he did a good job. But no, like really uh literally just the, the level Asante Samuel Jr. forgot he was playing. Gosh, Asante Samuel Jr. is in the league.
0: My God. I and mean, I remember when Asante Samuel was playing for the damn uh, Patriots back in 2001. Shit. Yeah. That's.
2: Oh, uh, man. We're but old, no, bro. Uh, We're old. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that literally. Just the difference between Michael Parsons and everybody else drafted this year uh, defensively. I'm still looking through the. Uh, rounds, and I'm not seeing anybody that, like, else stands out. Some of these guys don't think played at all.
1: Right? Alright, well, let's let's move on to, to the top honor, uh, and that is the most valuable player of the year. Your candidates are Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, and Cooper Cup.
2: Yeah, I think there's I... some names that were not on that list that should be on that list. Right. I mean... Okay. I mean, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady should be on the list to begin with. We already know this. My thing with... Just putting quarterbacks up there to put quarterbacks up there.
1: Nope. I, I understand completely. I will say that Aaron Rodgers led the NFL in passer rating with a 111.9. He finished the regular season with 37 touchdowns and only four interceptions. Uh and you know we've had this conversation numerous times. Uh more than likely, Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP for the second year in a row, uh, making him like a twenty-time MVP or something. Not really. That'd be
0: yeah, it'd be four times
1: for him.
2: That's... Him and Peyton Manning can jerk each other off. Yay. Just
0: another... I don't think I don't. I don't think they got that kind of relationship, brother.
2: I, don't, I mean, they big big heads, overrated players.
1: Oh, A.A. A. Ron.
0: Missed a discount. Double check.
1: Yep.
0: So I'm going to let you guys say who you. Uh... Who I oh. want to get the MVP and who I think will get the MVP are two different answers.
1: Okay. Well, before we say well, that. These are our picks, though. So. <laughs> who, who isn't on the list that you think should be on the list? Um, oh crap
2: um i will say uh justin jefferson
0: okay debo samuel okay and t.j watt yeah i was fixing to say t.j watt um how long has it been since the defensive player won mvp of the league was it 86 when lawrence taylor did it uh yeah, the last time a defensive player won. Or did Ray Lewis do it in 20? Did Ray Lewis do it in 2000? I don't think he did it in 2005. I think he Lawrence may have Lawrence Taylor in 1986.
1: Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think.
2: Yeah. I know Ray Lewis is defensive
0: player of the year a couple times.
2: Allen Page in 71 and then Lawrence Taylor in 86. So 15 years between them and then forever between
0: yeah. And
1: the last time a non-quarterback won it was in 2012 when Adrian Peterson Adrian
0: Peterson. Should have been, yep. you know, last year, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know I agree with that too. I definitely think uh uh Derrick Henry should have won MVP last year. I mean, they gave him, did they did they give him did they at least give him offensive uh, player of the year? Who? Derrick Henry.
2: No. Uh last year? No, I don't think so. So so wait so last... so he
0: didn't so he didn't get MVP nor Offensive Player of the Year.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL honors from 2020,
1: uh, what, 2021. Let me see. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, I was just gonna say real quick. So in the last twenty years, considering that's from two thousand two to two thousand twenty two, there have only been three non quarterbacks voted MVP, and that was. Sean Alexander won it in 2005. Mm-hmm. Ladanian Tomlinson won it in 2006. And Adrian Peterson won it in 2012. Every other year, it has been a quarterback. Mm hmm. I mean, in 2002, it was Rich Gannon. 2003, Steve McNair. Uh, and Peyton Manning, they shared it that year. Yep. Uh, 2004 Peyton Manning again 2007 Tom Brady 2008 and 2009 Peyton Manning Peyton Manning 2010 Tom Brady 11 Aaron Rodgers uh 14 Aaron Rodgers 15 Cam Newton 16 Matt Ryan 17 Tom Brady 18 Pat Mahomes uh 19 Lamar Jackson and then last year was Aaron Rodgers.
0: Did you did you skip 2013?
1: Well, because it was a running back. No. I thought you said 20, 2012 was a running back. 2012 was a running back. 2013 was Peyton Manning. Okay. Yeah, so Peyton Manning has As five. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, he's a five-time yeah. MVP. One of which was shared with Steve
0: McNair, but. Still Which I, I still feel like that year, it should have been just steaming there, but that's just me. Um,
1: uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I'm going MVP as Cooper Cup.
0: Like I said, who I want and who I think will win are two different things.
1: No, I, 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 I think – so I think uh, uh, in two days when they hand out the NFL honors – they're going to honor Aaron Rodgers as MVP.
0: That, yeah, I mean it's good. yeah, that's a foregone conclusion. Okay. It's going but to be this, Aaron Rodgers. But this again.
1: isn't. This is Movement Radio's NFL honors. These are our picks, and it's, okay. Look, well, okay, we if, if we're gonna, if, Cup, we're, if
0: we're, yeah, it's Cooper Cup. I mean, he had the triple crown. Like, I mean,
1: even even at who that, else could do I what he think, did? You know? No, even at that, I don't think. So to me, the most valuable player means it's the most valuable player on the team, right? Right. I don't think that the Rams are in the position that they're in without Cooper Cup. even with all the other talent on that team. They're not right. in this position without Cooper Cup.
0: Right. But if I can play devil's advocate for a second... Do you think that the Green Bay Packers would be as good as they are without Aaron Rodgers? Because we've seen what happened when Jordan Love started for them, and it wasn't pretty.
1: Well, I also, it's not pretty because Jordan Love doesn't have reps.
0: You know, I, I, I'm. I, but 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 every team. Like I agree with you, Cooper Cup should be MVP but every team has that one player well it where if you I mean I think if we're doing team MVP if we if we, let's just say for example if we did it team MVP not overall league but if we did just team MVP every team has a the, their, their best player or their most valuable player right meaning the the player that if we take this one piece this one component away, the team would fall apart. You know, Um I fucking hate damn. this boom arm. Good, good lord! <laughs> Sorry, but 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 I mean, why, yeah. But
1: why, why are you so angry?
0: <laughs> I hate this boom arm. I hate this boom arm. I hate this damn cell phone that I got. I stubbed my toe on the way in here. Anyway, Uh but no. But Cooper Cup has eleven 100 yard games this season. That's like the most of any. Uh, I think it's the most of any wide out in like the past 30 years or something like that.
1: Right, and he made Matt Stafford look like the number one quarterback for the number part. one quarterback.
2: So your thing with Aaron Rodgers is, yes, Green Bay would not be who they are without Aaron Rodgers in the position. But here's the thing. If Devontae Adams wasn't on that team, he got fifteen hundred. He got yeah, 1,553 yards for Aaron Rodgers. If you take that away from Aaron Rodgers right now, he's at 2,500 yards. Right. So, yes, Aaron Rodgers gets them there, but he definitely has to catch. He has to have
0: somebody catching it, And we saw well, without Devontae Adams,
2: ain't nobody catching out there.
0: Well, 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 well that reminds me. Um, it's a question that I was pondering over, and I've been pondering this question for many, 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 many years. What makes an elite quarterback, what makes an elite wide receiver? Do they not go hand in hand? For example, we always talk about Tom Brady is an elite quarterback, but he ha- but he's not throwing to any receivers, any good receivers. Then yeah. you have a let's just say just for example, a Megatron, because this was a couple of years ago when I was thinking about this. Megatron was considered an elite wide receiver, but no one considered Matthew Stafford an elite, like top five quarterback so where's the he's not top five but he's definitely top 20 but you're but but here's what i'm saying like what's the difference like would a receiver i mean what so how can, I, how, can, how can i say i, this? I know what you're
2: trying to say but here's my thing says calvin johnson left what has master stafford done besides
0: at before being traded to the rams so what you're saying is it depends on how the players do once they're not together anymore which determines which determines their their star factor i guess or their is the impact so like I said like the receipt like Tom
2: Brady at the Patriots obviously with the Patriots like we saw with Lily with good receivers with no receivers didn't matter who they were still a force cuz of
0: Tom Brady okay but then once Tom Brady left and went to went to uh Tampa, Tampa Bay look at what Tampa Bay did immediately <laughs> right he and they had Jameis Winston, but yeah. see, but they had Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston. Let's be honest, wasn't he's definitely a, not. No, he's he's, definitely he's not. not Tom Brady. But then again, I mean, he, I mean, he's Mister ESPN. He's thirty for thirty. But, but damn, is it raining? Not here. But my okay. thing was like
2: Matthew Stafford was good, but he's not able to elevate his receivers. He goes to the Rams. And he has Cooper Cup, who's already been a great receiver, even with Jared Goff. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Woods was a great receiver already with Jared Goff. He got injured, so Cooper Cup got even more of. Oh no, Van Jefferson did pretty good too. Van uh, Jefferson's another one to look out for in the next couple of years. But Cooper Cup gave uh, Magic Stafford something he hadn't had forever, which is a rece- a dependable receiver, a star, an, an elite receiver. They're going. He, they got to the playoffs immediately his first year. With a new team, because he has the weaponry. Uh, another an example that I can probably give you is Dak Prescott, elite quarterback on a bad team. And the reason why I say that is because after he got hurt, they put Andy
0: Dalton in there, and he did nothing with that team. Well, right, even Dak though Prescott, they have Amari Cooper yeah. and C.D. Lamb and Sed Wilson, and they I mean so 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 they get so. elevated because of Dak Prescott.
2: I'm not okay. saying they're I'm not saying they nothing, because that's okay. not true. CeeDee Lamb and Amari uh, Cooper, and Zeke's nothing now because of who his coach is. His coach is definitely fault is holding that team down. If right. they were get another coach who understands that team and knows how to use a weaponry there, I think CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh Schultz, uh, and Zeke, and Tony Pollard would probably themselves be more elevated. they would be able to go up another level. Dak Prescott right now though is already at that. I get, I'm not going to say a ceiling, but he's getting to the peak of his potential.
0: Okay, so if the definition of an elite quarterback is somebody who can who can elevate the, his receivers, then what's the definition of an elite wide receiver?
1: I'll give you an example. Elite wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Look at the no-name trash quarterbacks he had.
0: And was putting up numbers. <laughs>
1: before before Deshaun Watson and was putting up numbers, Right.
0: Okay. He made yeah, I think one season he had, what, four quarterbacks in the season? Yep.
1: Yeah. He made those quarterbacks look good, right? And people were like, man, why hadn't people given these quarterbacks a chance before? Then when he leaves there and goes to Arizona, he made Kyler Murray look like an elite quarterback. They made it to the playoffs. Right? Right. What what, what did Kyler Murray do before Deshaun Watson? He looked okay. Right. But he didn't look like he could make the throws that he was making. Deshaun Watson, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, elite wide receiver.
0: Okay. So the definition of an elite wide receiver is you can make any quarterback look like he is amazing.
2: Yeah, um another example from the past, Randy Moss.
0: Yeah. yeah. Randy Moss and Tom Brady were together in two thousand seven. Tom Brady's highest score in the year. And Randy Moss's highest score in the year as well. Yeah. Randy Moss had twenty five touchdowns that year. I think is, that's still a no, is that still a record or did a Cooper I, Cup break yeah, that one?
2: <laughs> no, I think that might still be
0: held.
2: Cause they scored a lot, ridiculous amount of yeah. points.
0: That was that was the year Tom Brady scored fifty.
2: But here's another example of current like current time of having you can have an elite res, quarterback and elite receiver on the same team, obviously go hand in hand and make the team better. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen yeah. is an elite quarterback. He's making Gabriel Davis look really good. Dawson uh, Knox looks Dawson, Dawson, Dawson Knox. Nox, which, I, think <laughs> Dawson <laughs> I think Dawson Knox is definitely going up there.
0: I think Dawson Knox is. I'm convinced this year. Uh, number I was two. talking about overall and overall tight ends in the league. He's number two right now. Uh, I would say th-
2: three or four. <sighs> Who are you putting over him? Travis Kelsey. Well, that's easily number one. That's not George Kittle. I. This year,
0: I think Dawson Knox, proved he was better than George Kittle. I mean, which then again, do we do we count the the years of maybe they have off years and then they come back better? I mean, are they still? You know, I don't know, man. I just I just think that Dawson Knox needs a couple more years of sneezing before he can like take the take that next. Day. I'm not saying he's going to be Travis Kelsey. I think that's a, I mean, it's it's a good benchmark to strive for for tight ends but i mean kelsey's just on another level right now um yeah and i don't know what's what's funny is mark andrews is actually dude mark higher. andrews is awesome though like i mean he's he's really really coming to his own you know my my son who's a big uh baltimore ravens fan is like you know like we, we would be playing like he played the he played with the ravens i played with the dolphins so automatically he's gonna he's already got a 14 point advantage against me uh so and I'll be like, you know, try to play and I'm doing this. And next thing I know, it's like, Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a tight end out pass to uh, Mark Andrews. And he goes up 20 yards up the field. I'm like, what are you doing? You know? And he's just like, Mark Andrews is the best tight end in the game. Daddy. I said, you ever heard of Travis Kelsey? He goes, I'm a Ravens fan. It's Mark Andrews. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, so he's still a young kid. I'll educate him soon. Will you that, know? No, <laughs> I'll let that boy think what he wants. Um, that being said though, um, so we got our NFL honors. Um have they announced the Hall of Fame yet? Or are they going uh, to announce it at the NFL honors? Uh, uh hold on. Uh twenty twenty one
1: or twenty twenty two, how do you want to say?
2: The twenty twenty two Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. They they have the finalists announced. The finalists right, are uh, defensive Ed, Jared Allen. Offensive tackle, Willie Anderson. Defensive back, Rondé Barber. Uh, tackle, Tony Baselli, Safety, Leroy Butler. Uh, Devin wide receiver, Hester. Devin Hester. Wide receiver, Tory Holt. Wide receiver, Andre Oof. Johnson. Yeah. Uh, linebacker, Sam Mills. Defensive end, Richard Seymour. Linebacker Zach Thomas, linebacker Demarcus Ware, wide receiver Reggie Wayne, linebacker Patrick Willis, and defensive end Bryant Young.
0: Those are the Okay. Okay. Just, just, uh, is there anyone on there like we think is like unanimous? Like, do you really like. Unanimous? Uh, Ooh.
1: Andre Johnson. Ooh. I, I think Andre <sighs> Johnson. Corey Holt? Uh, I think Andre Johnson will go in this year for sure. <sighs> I don't know, man. Tory Holt, though.
0: No. How? Why, why? But why are they? Yes, I'm being a, a home. This is a
2: hard list, though.
0: Yeah, but I mean, how was Zach Thomas should have got in last year? Like, like he was one of the premier linebackers in the league. Like you couldn't find a better linebacker in 1998 to 2000. You know, than Zach Thomas. He was just tearing everybody. <laughs> Richard Seymour, though, I will think. I think I do think Richard Seymour's going to get in this year. Okay, okay, let's if you I can only choose five. Salary. If you can I, only okay how many if,
1: how many do they put in each year?
0: They normally put about anywhere between six to eight. Uh but see, but but I think but these are the finalists for this year, so there's nobody else that we can throw in. So this is just for this season, or just for this. Yeah, so we got one, 14 So we got fifteen finalists here. Uh, no,
1: this is um, Andre Johnson's first year of eligibility. And Demarcus Marcus Ware Ware's first and year Devin of eligibility. Hester. Uh, and Devin Hester.
2: They're only really yeah. ones that are first years.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. What's, uh, there, what's the timing? I don't even understand it. What? Is it six years? Five years.
1: Yeah. Five years. So it's technically the Technically 21- five years, yeah. Yeah, it's it's technically the 2021-2022 season. So they they retired in twenty sixteen. Twenty twenty one would be five years. Yeah.
2: Um. So out of this listing, yeah, like if, if you can only chip, pick, who's pick your five, yeah,
0: who's your, yeah, five, who's your five,
1: chip. five, Chip? Oh, I'm going Andre Johnson. Zach Thomas Ronde Barber Jared Allen and Richard Seymour.
0: Ooh. All go right, ahead, go ahead. I'm going to go with Zach Thomas. Richard Seymour, Willie Anderson, Torrey Holt, uh, and, golly, I don't know, uh, Reggie Wayne.
2: I'm going to go DeMarcus Ware. Patrick Willis, Tory Holt, Richard Seymour. Mm. Oh and huh, I don't know, my fifth one.
1: There's not really a wrong answer.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're I all deserving. This, it's just a hard decision. On... Uh, it is. Hold on, let me think again. Marcus Ware, Patrick Willis, Richard Seymour, Tory Holt. And... Ooh, yeah,
0: it's...
2: Zach Thomas probably.
0: Yeah.
2: It's just I, mean, it, I don't know, it's it's hard. Like that this is a I I, I do not envy the the panel at all for this. <laughs> oh
0: no, god. Yeah. No. And the thing about think of all the other players who what did what did we say um when we, we we talked about it on an episode of uh uh we talked about on one of our uh prediction picks um is that Um, No, it was on an episode of something about sports uh, when we did the uh, sports conspiracy part two of the sports conspiracy theory thing that only one out of every 77 players is a Hall of Famer or something along those lines. It's like less than
2: 400 people in the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, there's less than 400 people in the Hall of Fame. And, you know. They're all quarterbacks. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I think Lawrence Taylor would beg the differ. Um, he killed quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what. Well, he he almost killed one that we know of. Um, <laughs> his leg went just like did Yeah, <laughs> Poor Joe Thaisman. His leg damn near got amputated by Lawrence Taylor, who was on, who was high on cocaine at the time. <laughs>
2: I still think the most impressive drug-induced performance is the pitcher that was on uh, high on LSD and threw a perfect game.
0: Kyle Lawson? Yes. It was in the World Series. Uh, yes. Hold on a second. Let me see. Was it Game 7? No. Game 4? Uh, Hang on a second. Let me see. L-
2: also, Mike Vrabel got a contract extension.
0: He should. Oh, it was Doc. No, I'm sorry. It was Doc Ellis. I'm sorry. Um, Doc Ellis, acid no hitter, was 47 years old. Oh, uh, no hitter. Okay. Yeah, it was a no hitter. He was 47 years old. Hang on. It was a 19. No, 19- I think it was 47
1: years ago. It was
0: 47 years ago. Oh, yeah. I was like, damn. 47 I still pitching like that? Hey, nah, nah, he, has nah, he been dead since two 2008. Um. See the no hitter in pile. I'm trying to say, it says Ellis contributed with future United States. Po- okay, no, I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> Fucking tr- contributions. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to find the. <laughs> okay, here it is. All right, on June on June twelfth, nineteen seventy, Ellis hit no hit the San Diego Padres two to zero in the first game of a two of a two game doubleheader in San Diego Stadium while reportedly under the influence of LSD. After the Pirates had flown to San Diego on Thursday, June 11th, Ellis visited a friend in Los Angeles and used LSD, quote, two or three times, unquote. Thinking it was still Thursday, he took his last hit of LSD on Friday at noon, and his friend's girlfriend reminded him, Hey, you got a game at two o'clock this afternoon. So Ellis flew to Los Angeles from Los Angeles to San Diego at 3 p.m. and arrived at the stadium at 4.30. The game started at 6.05. Ellis said that he threw the no-hitter despite being unable to feel the ball in his hand or see the batter or catcher clearly. He also said that his catcher, Jerry May, wore reflective tape on his fingers, which helped Ellis see May's signals. Ellis walked eight Batters and struck out six and was aided by excellent fielding plays by second baseman Bill Mazeroski and Matty Alou. Well, there you go. <laughs> it says Ellis reported that he never used LSD during the season ever again, though he continued to use amphetamines. After the story was made public, Ellis said that he regretted taking LSD that day because it robbed him of his greatest professional achievement. So there you go. All right. Little little inside baseball for you guys. Which we still need to do our Baseball Association uh, episode two. That's another one we need to do. My association is Ken Griffey Junior.
2: Everyone, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Junior was the man at one point. Junior is still a man. Okay. Oh, uh, excuse me. No, I said okay. Why are you what? get why why are you getting triggered? It's no offense given.
2: It's the way you said okay. You're like yeah, dismissively.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Is it the way you said it. Uh. All right. Don't so hit your boom mic. <laughs> Damn it, boom mic. All right. So that being said, um anything else we want to say before we bounce out of here this evening?
1: As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio.
0: And now your random ass fact for the day, Roger.
1: Oh,
2: I didn't know we were doing it on a sports one.
0: <laughs> we always gotta do it. We do it all of them. Okay. Uh... gotta put them on the spot. I don't know, the kind of the LSD thing was kind of a its own little thing, I guess. I mean, that's a
2: sports fact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean uh, if you want
0: if you want to use it.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean we actually found out how apple seeds can kill you. Maybe they can learn something else.
0: Right. Uh... Well, I'll, I'll let you do that for the outro. I'll come back to you. Um, but, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Movement Radio presents the 2022 NFL Honors. Uh, a couple of quick shout outs. Shout out to Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training. Uh, shout out to uh, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast. Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, our buddy Ivan Montanez. And should I watch that with Sean Miller? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. looking forward to the Super Bowl. We all have the Cincinnati Bengals uh, winning it all this upcoming Sunday and um, should be looking forward to it. Should be a good Super Bowl. I'm hoping and praying for a good one. I don't want another slow, boring-ass, you know, Super Bowl. The last couple Super Bowls have been okay, except for that god-awful one between the Rams and the Patriots. It was um, a defensive game. The defensive Jeez. game was boring. I'm sorry, it was. Jeez. Yeez. All right. That being said, though, uh, Roger, did you find a random-ass fact?
2: We do not done with the outro yet.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So thank you guys so much. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thank you for getting us to 21,000 downloads, and we'll talk to you guys next time on another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Let's hit them with the outro.
1: Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform.
0: Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click the bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us.
1: I am Chip Hazard.
0: I am Talon Williams.
2: And there is only one letter that does not appear in any American state name. Do you guys know what it is? Q? Q? Yes. Yep, it's Q.
0: Yay, I got it right. <laughs> and he's Roger here. <laughs> no, and this... My,
1: no, fuck my name. And this is Movement Radio.
0: God's plan.